the lady asked him, said, why are you getting all these towels? He said, because church is really good today. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. Well, hello, podcast family, and this is the weekly One Cry podcast, and my name is Byron Paulus. I'm not uh, regularly on this podcast, but these are not regular times, and I'm blessed to be the founder of the One Cry movement, and I'm blessed like you to listen week in and week out to uh, Bill Elif and Kyle Reno and testimonies from around the country on this One Cry podcast. Uh, But because of what God is doing, which you are very aware of, in, in a very massive way, extensive way across this nation in churches, and especially with Gen Z and campuses right now, uh, we just thought we would change things up and bring to you fresh story of something God did very recently this past Sunday. And I uh, got a text on Sunday afternoon from Bill Elif that came from Kyle Reno, and you know him as the co-host of the One Cry podcast, and it simply said this: just got uh, just got out of church. It's two o'clock. No words for what just happened. Leaving church now. A hundred and six baptized. I uh, tweeted that text, and uh, in the last thirty-six hours. And I've never had this happen. There's been over 65,000 views. And I am just sensing these stories on campuses like Asbury and elsewhere now are just spreading like wildfire, but it's giving incredible hope, expectation, faith, and anticipation in the hearts of so many, and especially, which many of you, I believe, are pastors or Christian leaders or prayer leaders. Uh, many of you, you will discover in these next moments your own heart of faith, uh, just multiplying and expanding. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about that. And so, Kyle, wow, I do feel like we're a little reverse here today. You're yeah. the interviewer, and uh, I'm usually <laughs> you're usually talking to somebody else, and I get to talk to you. But that text, number one, yeah. I just in my heart began to weep with joy when I got that, yeah. Yeah. and I said, Lord. Lord, this is it. And I want all of our One Cry family to be able to hear the story, a fresh story of what God did. And I know it's fresh in your heart. And with you today is your, the other co-pastor, I guess, or a fellow pastor there at Gates. And it's Brandon, Mississippi, outside of Jackson, I believe. And uh, so David Jett, thank you for joining. But Kyle, fill us in a little bit. Uh, Bring us up to date. What did God do? Yeah. Well, a little context, uh, Byron, you know, even as you're saying, this is David Jett, senior pastor at Crossgates uh, Baptist Church, but the guy that mentored me, you've, you've heard me, and I know you love him. I came to Cross at 19 in a real move of God, mm-hmm. a, a lot like what we're about to describe today. And this wow. was one of the guys that mentored me, and now we get the privilege of walking this mm-hmm. out together. Uh, and that's and thrilling, and I- uh, Dave and I, the times we've connected, I've just, there's been such an affinity of heartbeat and passion for revival. Yeah. So I'm a little jealous that you two get to be on staff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Lord willing, getting the right kind of kingdom trouble yes. together. So, uh, 
Yeah, I, Myron, I don't even barely know where to begin in the in light of that text message and what happened. And we're two days on the other side of it and are still watching the ripple effects of what the Lord uh, did here this last Sunday. But it started even long before uh, that or even a fresh move of his spirit in our church here. And so, yes, actually, there's, I mean, we clarify that there's 104. Yes, 104. <laughs> Let me tell you why we know now, because in the middle of the uh, kingdom chaos, we were trying to get everybody's name and doing interviews with people and all that. And at one point we had somebody marked as the guy with brown hair. <laughs> Which is, yeah. Oh, you know, in the New Testament, it was like that. That guy, yeah. that guy, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, so but we went back to because we want to have integrity with this right. and we actually went through the videos. And it was it's officially 104 people. Uh, we're, we're baptized uh, this last Sunday. And I think what I'd like to do is kick it to you, uh, Brother David, just to share with us some of the things that the Lord had been doing. Yes, yeah. there was 104 people baptized, but in light of what God's doing, and you're talking about Byron being on that side of the table, and you know we've been watching God, the ripples of revival happening, mm-hmm. and we have been seeing things happen here. Right. Yeah. And then God started speaking to us. Yes. So there were there was so many multifaceted. We just didn't arrive at Sunday morning. Right. Yeah. That there was right. there was the work of God all throughout this, and then culmination, which mm. we're believing that is birthing something else. Right. And then we'll share some stories out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just say that probably you know, I've been here 15 years at Crossgates, and um, really felt like my calling here was to help the church regain momentum of a move of God, just get the move of God going. And part was just to preach the word and get people back to knowing what it means to read God's word, but hear God's voice and let the Holy Spirit lead us and get into the presence of God. And we were there. This church has been accustomed to that in the past, but just like a lot of things, you you have a, a wave of God's move come in and then it it goes back out, but you you come to anticipate another. But we did that. And I just say that was really, in many ways, God preparing the church. And then uh, and, and whenever Kyle was coming here, I told him, I said, we're ready. There are certain things that have been happening for now for several years, um, you know, proclaiming God's word, hearing God's voice, worshiping in the spirit, uh, unifying the staff, uh, having our members really pushing them toward being part of the community and finding ways to serve and things like that, just a healthy church. And uh, in, in January, we began what I just call moving from preparing us to positioning. God was positioning us. And we did 21 days of prayer and fasting mm-hmm. at the beginning of, of the year. And we we do that for years, but this one was different. I could tell that, that and had many people come to me saying, this one's different. I've done them many times, but this one, God is doing certain things, and he was positioning the church. And then uh, Kyle brought in just to our staff about us to, he calls it pray one, but to pray one hour every day as part of their work day. And in doing that, that really kind of um, brought us in a place where, man, we're praying for the church, but we're also praying for our ministries. We're praying for our people, and we've been doing that. And then God began to give words. And as God began to give us words, there were certain words that God gave. Um, and I want him to tell a story about what happened when we started a new series that we started on um, calling it uh, When People Meet Jesus. Yeah. And 
we put up, we've got a cross we've made that people can put cards of names of people that, that we call them, our, that he calls, I like the, word, the phrase, calls people far from God people. And we had them bring the, bring them down. Yeah. And then I began to talk to them about it before they were going to bring the cards down. Yeah. And uh, you want to tell which, yeah. what happened? Because this was part of it that yeah. he and I had actually not thought about till recently. Yeah, I didn't think about it till this morning. Yeah. A person in our church. So, I mean, we have this season of prayer and fasting. Uh, our staff's praying uh, like never before with each other. The church is anticipating the move of God. Uh, all these things are even preceding some of the things that's broke out recently. And then we have a Sunday where uh, Brother David is up there and we've got these far from God cards. Like, who are those people in your circles of influence that you know need Jesus? You just don't know where they are. Let's put their names. And I'm telling you, brokenness, mm-hmm. sat down the place and people are bringing these names to a, a cross. And while they're doing it, and he's explaining it, I'm not kidding, Barry, this is one of the wildest things. The baptistry, the way our sanctuary is set up, is up above us on like a top right tier. The, the baptistry waters start churning where you can hear it. Like you can hear it like percolating, the water percolating. And I hear it, I look, and my wife's with me, and then Brother David's wife's right there, and we all three hear it, and we look at it. It sounds like somebody's going through the water. Hmm. And, and this is why we're putting these far from God names on the cross. And in my spirit, instantly, uh, the Lord said, I'm, I'm about to churn the waters. Hmm. And so I went to him and I said, hey, I know I heard this because your wife heard it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my wife heard yeah. it. And uh, I think that the Lord wants us to believe for that. Yeah. And he said, you got to share that. So we shared it. We'll, we'll have pictures of this, you know, uh, we I actually shared that with our church. I think that the Lord wants us to believe uh, for people to be baptized and for a lot of people to come into the kingdom. And so we had our whole church turn in both services, turn toward those baptistries, stretch their hands out and pray for this. Well, this is weeks ago. Yeah. And me and him don't think about this Sunday right. at all. But our church people did. Yeah. Yeah. Our church people did. So that's one of the things that positioned yeah. us. And, and so in that positioning, then God began to give those words. And one of the words that God had given to us was the word boldness. And uh, so we received that Friday night. We were praying, just having time of just prayer. And God began to give more words. Thursday night, we have a prayer team that was up here at the church praying. And the word that God gave them was the word lingering. It was just kind of knew that there was a lingering, that God was wanting us to linger with him. But also God wanted to linger with us, wanted to hang around a while. And so this word boldness was there. And then just the word about this, about what the spirit was going to do, and uh, how did what compelling. was it? and compelling that the spirit was going to bring, come in in a compelling way, and 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 so in all of that we felt as though the Holy Spirit was saying. And then Kyle had gotten a word yeah. earlier last week on Monday that as he was preaching, and it was going to be about Luke when, five, yeah, Luke five, and and Peter uh, immediately leaving everything. It was an immediate obedience and. He just felt like God said, I want to I want I want to call people to come be baptized. Yeah. And and if they want to today, we'll do it today. And so between that and then those words um, that that were there, you know, about lingering. And then we felt as though that the Holy Spirit was saying, I'm going to be compelling people to come and we need to call them to step out in boldness. And we just took that and said, OK, God, we're believing this is <laughs> from you. And we brought it to the church and Kyle preached. Um, and then 
we got there and said, uh, yeah. I believe God's calling for people to come. And I can tell you in our first service, nine o'clock service is a great service. It's primarily Crossgates people. And they, uh, you know, I know that movement in the first service is not as uh, normal as in the second service. But um, so I just went up and called him to it about the time I'm saying we need to do this. Kyle says, hey, there's one. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I said, OK, well, let's go see. And her name's Holly. And she had come knowing that she had. Uh, and it's a cool story that she needed to get her baptism in order. And she'd been putting it off for years. Mm-hmm. And when she came, then others started coming. And we had um, I think we did about 15 or so. And then we still had five left. And we'd already gone over and was ready, needed to start the second service. We were lingering. Yeah, we were lingering. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and so with that, we just kind of had to do a quick shift. The others came in. We finished the baptisms from the first service, and then it carried on from there. Yeah, it just wouldn't stop. I, I think some of the things that we learned through it is that God was speaking. Mm-hmm. And by God's grace, uh, he was helping us to hear in multiple ways to believe. We we're processing it. Right together and then walked into the moment believing this is what, and you know, it's, we were talking about this, you know, the call to surrender out of Luke five in that moment, there's the immediacy. We, we, we literally said, I said in the invitation time and you followed this up was there's several different types of surrender that can happen today. Well, baptism was just one of them. Yeah. I mean, it was surrendering to coming to know Christ and which many people did. Surrendering to ministry, surrendering um, areas of your life, sinfulness and stuff, and baptism. And we and we want you to know, if you go back and watch it, it was really this simple. And we want you to know, if that's your next step, we're ready. We can do it. And it took one person's right. bold obedience that, had, that the enemy had uh, lied to her. You know, she sprinkled as a child and come to saving faith, but it never followed up in believer's baptism. And her obedience helped others obey. And then the dam broke. Yeah. And 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 nobody wanted to leave. Right. Like we had, we literally at one point had to send. We looked at the first because they weren't going to leave. Hey, like, you have to leave because everybody else has to come in. And then you we're giving you permission to sit around the walls if you want to. And they did. People came back in for the we, we, we might have broke some fire codes in that <laughs> in that. And that second service, and and honestly, and, and then we'll, I'll let you ask questions in a lot of this because there's so much we say. There's so many stories I want to tell you about. Uh, you know, when we got to that second service, people were ready to respond from moment one. Mm-hmm. People were responding, matter of fact, coming to people to be prayed for before any I, I'd said anything when we started worship. And Jet and I talking, discerning, mm-hmm. going, I said, I mean, I think I need to stand up there with God's word. And open it again in Luke five, and then an abbreviated way, right. share what God said, and then give people the same chance to respond, because there's a centrality to God's word and the work of the Spirit, even, and did, and then it it just was a river, beautiful of people, and we were uh, we could and our people all engaged, you know, all, all, all of our, we had listen, Byron, we had a deacon that was in the first service that watched and had so much faith that he left and went to a store and bought 30 towels for the second service. I love it. 
Yeah, like that, the, the, the lady asked him, said, why are you getting all these towels? He said, because church is really good today. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. And we needed every one of them. Yeah. We needed every one of them. So we baptized all the way through till two something. Right. You know, I got 30 something. I think whenever I sent that text, yeah. you know, to Bill and 104 people had come through the water. Uh, which is wild, man. Wild God stories. You know, I, I love the fact that you use that passage. And uh, what I love about Peter there in that passage is uh, nobody ever asked him um, how his fishing expedition went, but he volunteered the information. I, I worked hard all night and caught nothing. Yeah, that's right. not the typical fisherman. So he was honest. And that's exactly yeah. what you're saying took place. This gal, yeah. what was her name? Holly or Holly. Yeah. Holly. She was honest. Number one, yeah. she had to get honest. And then second, when you think of surrender, I mean, in that passage, uh, master, nevertheless, at thy word, yeah. I yeah. let down the net. So he was surrendered to the lordship of Christ and the authority of the word. And yeah. then, as you said, also, um, depart from me, not the rest of the congregation, but yeah. it was very personal. And yeah. I just, yeah. so the fact that you elevated the word and, and responded to the word, and I think that's what is really exciting about every great revival. The ones that last are word-based, word oh, yeah. And I'm just going to make a comment here because I'm interviewing you, but I remember, in the, was it 95 or 98 when the Brownwood revival took place? And and um, some of you know the name Richard Owen Roberts. He called me out of Chicago and said, God's moving at Wheaton, come. So I came and uh, they began sharing testimonies at nine o'clock, ended at one in the morning, 9 p.m. to one in the morning. I took notes. And there was never any messages preached from the word, but 50 of the 52 testimonies of those college kids cited a passage of scripture. So wow. what's going on today, you say, well, man, there's not preaching, but I want to know, is it the word of God that is driving it even right, without yeah. preaching? So right, let yeah. me ask you this, because David, you alluded to this, and I loved two things there that really were a form of setting the sails in advance, mm -hmm. is a congregation that would hear his voice. Yes. And that's what the man with the towels, <laughs> he, right. he listened to God's voice. And do you see that as part of the very foundational part of revival and God moving that they're really yes. learning how to hear his voice? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and really it's been something that I've tried to help teach them that you hear God's voice, first of all, primarily through God's word. And so I've been trying to teach them that when we go to God's word, you're wanting to listen and ask in the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he would guide you, guide us into all the truth. Right. That's where we go. And if he ever speaks to you in other ways, like through another person, God may say something. It will never contradict God's word. So we make it, you know, Bible centered, spirit led. And so as we do have done that, they've gotten it 15 years of, of that consistently. Uh, man, the people have gotten it. So they become more sensitive to hearing, okay, God's telling yeah. me to do. And once they heard, hey, we're going to be baptizing and we began to go and do it, what, you know, this one of the deacons that you mentioned earlier about the towels, he heard God, you know, that he was God's baptizing. He was seeing that God was moving and then he saw a need and God put all those together and he just went and, yeah. you know, made, made a step of faith, but also just made a practical decision yeah. to get some towels. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I think watching you also, David, if I can't oh, go ahead. Well, I'll oh, just say oh. about, you know, as long as I've known Brother David is, you know, God's a talker. Mm -hmm. That's my my favorite statement you you that you make is 
we, we're learning how to listen. Yes. You know, and we listen to his word by his spirit. And I do think that one, and this is the Lord's work, not ours. What God's been doing in the church is making us ready for when the wind did blow, our ear was tuned to what he was saying, you know, and that he had preceded that by telling us boldness, right. compelling Luke five, immediate o- obedience. You know, we got somebody sitting there going, God's on moving today. I'm going to go get towels. Right. And, and we had, we had people go get water and bring food in, up into the baptistry area, you know, because there we had, we had people get up Byron and start drying towels, start drying towels, man, like trying. And I, and I we didn't organize like we, we were talking, discerning this, but we were still Sunday morning, like thinking like, I think we're really going to believe God for this. And even our staff, like to say, we just, we, everybody fell in line mm-hmm. in this moment going like, we're not going to miss this moment. Like, no, the Lord's here. Right. He's moving and doing it. And I think it's because, you know, by God's grace, the sales were up and the ears were, were turned to him and we're believing that he can still do anything. So, so David, the other thing you said that, caught my attention and I'll ask about is the word lingering and mm-hmm. uh, you know, the upper room acts too. obviously they lingered. Uh, how right. does it practically play out like either this last Sunday or previously? How are you, how are you lingering as a people of God? Well, that's, we're learning how about that. We're learning about lingering. <laughs> yeah. Learning so, to linger. There's no yeah, book coming out right. on linger right now. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. it was a word that, that yeah. caught our spirit as soon as we heard it. And we knew yeah. that, you know, to linger means that you feel like on one side you need to go, need to leave. But, but God's saying, no, not yet. It's time to stay. Just time to stay. And let's just linger for a little longer and linger for a little longer. And, um, you know, in our people, I I wouldn't say they were necessarily saying, oh, we're going to stay because they told us to linger. It was just the Holy Spirit took that and put that in their hearts to, man, I don't want to miss this. I want to mm-hmm. stay. And uh, so I think that the lingering, it's, of course, we know that to be true also in our own private walk with God, that I've just learned that if I try to put him on a schedule, it just doesn't work well. But if I give him space and give him time and uh, just wait on mm-hmm. him, that he he likes that. And we gave him permission. You yes. know, like, like even walking into it, we're talking as it, the service continues on, like we thought of our people working in preschool and kids and saying like, Hey, we're not done yet, but somebody, one of y'all need to go get your kids, you know, yeah. and, but we're going to stay here, you know, and, and we gave permission for people. Hey, don't feel bad if you need to leave, but you're welcome to stay. Right. You know, and I'll tell you, the thing is crazy, but it's two or something o'clock. Yeah. And when I, we get up there and people are just staying, people yeah. had left, went and ate lunch and came back. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that people are starving for God's presence. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it was a yeah. awesome thing to be a part of. And uh, in wrapping up this particular episode, you think, what if Asbury said we're only going to linger two days or three days yeah. or four days? And uh, what was it this past Saturday? Twenty twenty five thousand people show up in yeah. Wilmer, Kentucky, and had they not lingered, had they not waited. Um, and uh, stuck with some program like we all want to do because we're secure in that and comfortable, mm-hmm. right? Um, right? What would we have missed? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Thousands or millions of people now yeah. have the story of Wilmore, Kentucky 2020. Yeah. yeah. So, 
So David, why don't you just close our time in prayer? And uh, I just want, I want to, in my own heart to listen, even Mm -hmm. as you pray, you know, uh, Bill McLeod, in whose Church of Canadian Revival was birthed, said one time, uh, quoting scripture, uh, speak, Lord, your servant listeneth. But in our way of doing things, we say, listen, Lord, your servant speaks. Yeah. Love about God's a talker. So yeah. why don't you pray for all of us that are listening yeah. uh, to this podcast. Yeah. So, Father, we just come and thank you that you uh, are on the move. Yes. That, Lord, that you love to visit with us and meet with us. And, Lord, I know that, and I just believe that, Lord, this moment's been on your heart since before the foundation of the world. And, Lord, I thank you that you are stirring all over our nation. I thank you, Lord, that this move that you're making is not simply in a single location, uh, but it is in the location of Mm. of the church and your people. And so, Father, we just pray right now for every uh, pastor, every leader, every worker in various churches, every member in, in our deacon, our leader, our elder in churches, Lord, that are listening to this and are longing for this. Lord, would you encourage them that, God, you're on the move and that you've heard their cries just like with us. And, Lord, and how many times have I thought that I missed it? And, Lord, how kind you have been. And so, Lord, I pray that you'll continue to spread this move that you're doing, this moment we're in, I pray that you'll spread it to a movement that becomes an awakening. Yes. And Lord, that you would do it, not not just to bring our nation back to you, but Lord, to be glorified and to be lifted up and to receive all the glory that's due your name. And so, Lord, I pray that you would give us all that sensitivity to hear what you're saying and then the obedience to follow you, the boldness to step out in faith. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us on this podcast. Thank you, and Kyle. We're going to come back our next podcast, and we're going to continue this. And I want you listeners to know what I want to do in this next one is some of the most commonly asked questions that's been coming my way and probably your way, David, Kyle, after God moved from pastors and others about what is happening right now in our nation. What are some of those common questions and how would you all answer those questions? So thank you. Please come back so you can get to answer to those questions on the next One Cry podcast. Mm